I'm still going to go with the Lakers, but I'm counting big on Giannis to be maybe a little different. I've regularly seen Steph not live up to his two-time MVP regular season status in the biggest moments in playoffs. I wasn't big on the Rockets, but after last night and really kind of evaluating their team, they're very dangerous. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, Chris Broussard joins Skip and Shannon to break down tonight's matchup with the Bucks at the Lakers. What is your prediction for tonight? Well, first of all, with that quote, what LeBron means is <laughs> every once in a while, late game, come with it. Because he can do it in spurts, and we saw it with Drew right. Holiday. Like, saw it. He, he don't want him. that. He, he doesn't want that him. 40 minutes a night. Okay. You know, he don't nobody want does. No, nobody does. So right. you're going to pick one possession late no, every game once to try to play defense on Every once in okay. a while, he can step up. He's huh. playing in spurts. He's playing defense in spurts. Come so, with it. So that's what he means. But, yeah, I don't expect to see him on Giannis for 40 minutes. And that's where I think the Lakers may benefit. Giannis has a sore knee. He sat out two games ago against Chicago, against Sacramento. He He's did. on a minutes restriction. Yep. Barely played in the overtime. Mm -hmm. He only played 24 minutes. Now, I don't know if he's still on the minutes restriction. I, don't I haven't think so. seen any report. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully for the Lakers, mm -hmm. he is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm still going to go with the Lakers, but I'm counting big on Giannis to be maybe a little different, a little hindered, mm. maybe 30 minutes, whatever. But anyway, I am going with the Lakers. I said yesterday, I think with them, it may not matter who they play. They've beaten Golden State. They beat OKC without LeBron. They just beat Boston and Houston when they really weren't playing well, losing to these bad teams. So I think they're going to get up for it tonight. LeBron has been hearing all year that Giannis – is the heir apparent. And he's been hearing recently that Giannis is now the best player in the NBA. Ooh. You look mad. So I think he's going to get up for Giannis and really try to show something. And he always does. Last year, that Cleveland team wasn't great. That Cleveland team had its ups and downs. They were in, in the doldrums, and mm -hmm. there was drama, all that, with yep. them, too. They were 3-1 and one against Milwaukee. LeBron averaged 33 points against him, half 40 in one game. Now, Giannis got his, too, but LeBron played well and lifted Buddy. him. And also, Milwaukee is a tough five-game West Coast trip. I know they're re really good on the road, best road team in the league, I think. So it's not going to be easy, but I and, – and Milwaukee scares me because they don't generally let the foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. You know, they're young kids, and they just want to mm – -hmm. I mean, Giannis doesn't – he plays hard in the All-Star game, you know what I mean? So they're going to bring it. But I, I think the Lakers, look, it's playoff LeBron. Yes. He, he was premature when he said he activated. I think now he's really activated. He activates activated. tonight? Or I think it gets going. Bad week. It, it took a little longer a little for it yeah. the, the, to kick in, right? You know, we got one of them old model cars. Right, right. The first turn, it don't, it don't start right up. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> and, and I think Rondo, as not quite as important, but importantly, Rondo is active. Playoff Rondo is here. Mm. So And Kuzman Ingram have been playing well. Yeah. So I'm going with the so, Lakers. So they the blew upset. out the Pelicans the other night, right? Oh, no, no they didn't. But it doesn't no. matter who they play. They didn't. Oh. It doesn't matter who they play. All of them going to be close. Skip, mm. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, LeBron's a little older now. You know you got the car. You got, <clears throat> you got, you got to pump the gas a little bit. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then boom, boom. You know, 
one minute you're talking about he's the lion of the Serengeti, yeah. and then you're saying, you know, you got to pull it. Once he get going, yeah. though, he's the lion. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But once once he get to the court and get going, it's okay. Look. It's time for the Lakers to string some games together. I'd this say. one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one. They haven't won back-to-back games in six weeks. They hadn't won three consecutive games in almost two and a half, three months. Mm-hmm. It's time to get one, two, three, four, five of these wins mm-hmm. because the season, they got 21 games left. After the night, they'll have 20. Mm-hmm. So they need to start putting some of this together. Now, the w- Milwaukee Bucks takes the second most threes. Mm-hmm. They go, they're going to shoot the three ball. Yep. So the, the, just sloughing off like you did in New Orleans and some mm-hmm. of these other teams, you better not do that because they predicated, they built their offense, let Giannis have get one-on-one. If they drop down to, drop down to help, he's going to kick, and he's a good enough passer. He's a willing passer. Yeah. Can, they can knock down shots. You got Middleton, you got Brogdon, you got Snell, you got Meritage. Don't know if Meritage is going to play. You got, mm-hmm. got Lopez. These guys can knock down threes. So the Lakers are going to have to be on their best behavior. They'll guard the three-point line. You know, Bron, Bron. Mm. (laughs) You know what he's going to do, Skip, don't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, oh I mean, you keep on. have to wait until the fourth quarter. No, no, no. He's he, he gonna be locked okay. in. Really? Oh, oh, oh great, free. Oh. Well, and he can back off on Giannis. Now I, he can't stop him at the rim, but he can back off on him and give him a three. And, and you know, but see, there's no shit. Oh, nobody. Kevin Durant doesn't guard Giannis the whole game. Giannis mm-hmm. doesn't guard KD. Yeah. Kawhi doesn't. These guys don't guard each other. Larry Bird never took the. Larry Bird always took the worst offensive player because why? He needed a rest for that offense and give him that biz. He, he didn't was, guard Dominique in that historic at the end match. because he started cooking. Well, he was cooking everybody then. Kevin McHale started on him. Hmm. Larry Bird would steal the ball from any and everybody. I steal he the ball. Passing lanes. Yes, okay? but I'm just saying these Let's guys. Just be fair. These guys. Okay? These guys too. Now the best players. You're not going to guard the best player for the entirety of the game and still try to give it to him on the offensive end. That's it not happening. Happen now, so help me out. Who's going to guard Giannis tonight? Because I really want to know. Probably if, if You think so? Yeah, they, they might start Ingram on him. But like I said, LeBron can back off of Giannis. Hmm. Now Giannis will put him in the post. He'll drive on him and dunk. So What do you think we're going to do to him? You know we wear 265 look, right now. Yeah. yeah. 280? That's stop it, Skip. I'm, I, uh, yeah, there's 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 differing reports on where LeBron is <laughs> at his weight. Maybe. But I look, I think like I said, he knows how to play Giannis 33 points a game against him last year. He's gonna be up for it. I have very mixed emotions about this because <laughs> like you, I accepted a bet from Rob Parker, whom who I have fleeced over the years for many, <laughs> many dinners. And I accepted a two-dinner bet because he owes me two dinners that LeBron James says Rob Parker will not make the playoffs. And I just can't even let that go in my psyche. Neither can you. So you (laughs) you reduced your bet to wings, I believe, is what you said. So effectively, I'm about to bet against myself because I can't make my head go to Lakers are going to win tonight because my head keeps screaming at me, look out, look out. Unless Giannis is more hurt than I think he is, unless he's really restricted, unless he hurt himself worse against Sacramento, hmm. and if, if Miritich can't play a lick tonight, then maybe I would go over to your side. But right now, I look at what's happening to one team versus what's happening to the other. Do you realize since LeBron's return, 
The second worst point differential in all of the NBA belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. Do you remember? Do you realize they've given up the second most points yes. allowed, points okay, allowed since he came back? Yes. So I, I can't. How can I defend this? As you always ask me, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do because this other team, Chris Broussard was ahead of the curve on this. By two and a half games, they are the best team in basketball. Yeah. They have the best road record in basketball. They have their first in defensive efficiency and their second in points scored to Golden State. That's outrageously quietly good, right? Yeah, great. So they're coming in as a four-and-a-half-point favorite tonight, and I could argue they should be a little more. Maybe Vegas is factoring in that, that Giannis won't play that many minutes or Miritich won't play that many, but four-and-a-half – is enough for me. I'm saying I'm going to bet one case of Diet Mountain Dew against LeBron tonight because I have one case to play with because we have a pending bet that is over <laughs> about LeBron shooting 80% from the free throw line for the year. It's over. <laughs> so I got one got to, one to I just with. got one. Got Can we break it down to 70? It's too late, Shannon. Next, Dwayne Wade talks about defending James Harden and his special moment with Chris Paul. Seen a great deal from James Harden over the years uh, on a night where it would have been okay if he scored 50, but 58 was just too much. Well, what ends up being the, the biggest challenge in that space with him? Um, you know, just um, putting him on the line a lot. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's good enough, and he's definitely, you know, one of the most unguardable players that this game has ever seen. Um, but, you know, a lot of mistakes of putting their hand in that cookie jar. You know, it's something that we've talked about, something that, you know, we knew we we couldn't do, and we did it a lot. You know, so um, that's the that's the mental focus part of, of this season. You know that you know we've we've struggled with, um, but you know give him credit for you know of seeing that they were struggling early and strapping that strapping everybody on his back and and going to work. This may seem a little redundant, but you guys are up ten, six and a half to go, and then bang. A lot of it was James, but anything particular during that one minute and thirty eight seconds that you noticed that was most challenging. Um, no, I mean, the same thing. I mean, they, you know, obviously he had the ball a lot. Uh, his teammates made timely uh, plays when they needed to. Um, whether it's Capella going out on the break, getting that layup, or Austin Rivers made some big uh, shots as well. Um, you know, everyone chipped in. You know, I think, um, you know, for us, um, you know, and they was going to the line, stopping the clock, you know, at the same time. So um, they just got it going, you know, um, defensively. Um, you know, we wasn't as good as we was earlier on in the game to get that lead. And um, they allowed them to come back. You credit their defense with some of the things that bogged down the offense late. Um, we'll get them some, you know, and you know a lot of it too is just, you know, some of it's on us, you know, as well. Um, yeah, I'm, that's, I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> You're at a point now. Obviously, the games are ticking down. Like you said, it's the little mistakes, things that are adding up. Yeah. Coach keeps saying, and other guys also, they've seen good things, like. Are you about to turn the corner, or does it seem like every time you get to the corner, you get you hit a stop sign? Yeah, it, it definitely. Um, um, you know, we, we, I feel like at this point, you know, we know we know what we need to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you know, like tonight, you know, we knew that you know when James Harden drives, don't reach, and we and we continue to do it. So that's our season. You know, like you know, this has been our season. We've had I think what 12 fourth quarter leads, and we've lost. You know, we lost those. And a lot of it is just the mental errors of, of the game. You know, a lot of offense, another offensive rebound tonight. Um, you know, so only way we're going to change it if it really hurts. It has to really hurt. And if it doesn't hurt, 
then it's not going to change for us. So. Been a season of obviously a lot of special moments. How, how special was that moment at the end of the game with uh, with Chris yeah. sharing that moment with him? A definitely special man. Um, you know, it's one of my uh, one of my brothers, and um, love competing against him. You know, yeah, um, so to not have that, um, to not be able to compete no more. You know, that that's it's, it's tough on all of us. You know, this is definitely emotional on all of us because you know we love uh, seeing each other do great. And we also love playing against each other. So the fact that this is my last time playing against them, I mean, them guys will go against their own time at some point. But um, on the first one, all of us from a retiring standpoint. Uh, so it's tough. You know, it's emotional for all of us when we play each other. But um, it's a sweet part of it as well, you know, because we have we all had amazing careers. And, um, you know, glad that we're able to 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 to, to walk away and, and, uh, and say thankful and say thank you to each other. So. Now, Antoine Walker joins Nick and CeCe to discuss James Harden's 58-point outburst. All right, Antoine, when Harden is playing like that, when the team around him is this healthy, how dangerous can the Rockets be? I wasn't big on the Rockets, but after last night and really kind of evaluating their team, they're very dangerous. And they're dangerous because they added some key pieces if they're healthy going into the playoffs. I love the pickup of Amon Shumpert. If he gets healthy, he mm-hmm. gets some defensive presence out there. Kenneth Fareed was a great pickup. This guy ain't played in two years, so he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's playing motivational basketball. He gives them a lot of energy and effort, which they're going to need if you play a Golden State team. And then they are the one team that can give Golden State problems. They're going to make Steph Curry and DeMarcus Cousin guard. The Houston Rockets are probably one of the few teams in the league that can force them to guard. So that's going to be Chris Paul being aggressive on the offensive end. He got a role, Craig Capella doing what he did last year, finishing around the basket, mm-hmm. even Kenneth Fareed. So I like what they got. And I also like the pickup of Austin Rivers. I think he's a he's- solid guy that can also get them good mm-hmm. production come playoff time. He was – Austin Rivers was awesome yesterday. The Harden's going to get the headlines, understandably, 58 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. But he – but Austin Rivers, I think, was 7 of 8 from the field. They did it without Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. But I – just, I'm curious for all the folks out there, either fans or media, that have been trying to discredit what James Harden's been doing over the last five years and even this year, what's the excuse going to be this morning? Wasn't efficient enough? Well, he was 50% from the field, he was over 40% from three, and he was 100% from the free throw line. Did it in garbage time? No, they needed every last point of it in a big comeback down 21 at one point. Like, what... What are we going to use to discredit this one? Here, can we show America the gap between Harden's year and just, that's not another player, that's the whole league. He's averaging 36.6 a night. The next best is 28.6. His longest 30-point streak was 32 games. The next best is five. Wow. He's got six 50-point games. The rest of the league combined has eight, and nobody has more than one. What, what he is doing, we've never seen, and I will say it again, if other guys could do it, they would do it. His team ha- is top five in the NBA in wins since this incredible, I know it's no longer a streak, but this 35-game run began. Mm-hmm. He, he is g- going to finish first or second in the MVP. He is willing his team to it, and nobody can slow him down. Nobody and, can stop him. And we kept saying when he was five games, ten games into the 30-point streak, well, how, how long can he – how is how sustainable is this really? Yes. Well, clearly this is sustainable. Whether, whether you know, he's got Chris Paul there or not, he still continues to do it. But now, you know, they've got a healthy team around him. Yeah, we are later in the season. And, and typically, Nick could tell you, if I get more information, we can change our opinion. We didn't think that he had the overall stamina. 
And the reason why I think it can be effective, you make a great point as far as what Houston can do. Because most basketball teams, they're not going to be patient enough to believe in what the game plan is. But with the analytics and how Del Morey and how Houston and their coach run their offense, they can orchestrate and they can dictate to Golden State with Cousins when he's on the court and Steph Curry, which Steph Curry, this has been the plan. But typically, because NBA teams have tried to do that them before. You just couldn't keep up with them scoring the ball. Houston has that mean combination of they have the offensive game plan. because, And the reason why I like Harden doing it compared to a center, say if this was Joel Embiid, in the playoffs, I believe they're going to foul him more. What Harden is doing, I believe he can do in the playoffs in the style for, for which they've played. Head-to-head -head matchups, no one wants to give Houston credit for how good they've been against the Golden State Warriors the last year and a half. Eight and five in the last yeah. two years against Golden and then, State. And then, and then add to your MVP, what we got to think about is usually they use the MVP voting goes to a team that wins 60, 65 games. That player plays great, which is probably what Giannis is going to do. Mm -hmm. But when you have a season like James Harden is having, we never, we probably not never see this again. It's hard not to pick him as MVP, kind of like Westbrook's MVP season. We hadn't seen a, a guy average a triple-double in a long time since Oscar Robson. So that's why I think James Harden is going to win MVP. I had Giannis over him. I was giving them no credit. But what he's doing is unbelievable. Last night, when he does it with the efficiency that he does it with, it makes it look even more special. Listen, this we got a quarter of the season left, and this MVP, I think, is going to come down to the last week of the year. It is jostled back and mm. forth between Harden and Giannis. Paul George made a brief appearance, but it's really between Harden and Giannis the last six weeks. Yes. I, right, I had Giannis as the leader yesterday morning. Harden might be, be the leader this morning. Like, I think it's going to go back and forth like that. Chris, you asked Antoine during the break something that I want to ask him now. How is he doing it? Like, how, what are you seeing from James Harden to what, what has he unlocked that nobody else in, honestly, in NBA history has been able to I, unlock? I think he's, since when they changed the rules to no hand checking, he's the best offensive player we've had because he's taken the rules and put it to his advantage. When you think about how he gets to the free throw line, his ability to make three-point shots, he's not a, he's not a bad three-point shooter. I mean, he has nights where he goes, he's horrible from the line. But he, can make, he made eight threes last night, so that makes it hard, and he's left-handed. So it makes that's, that plays a big part. People don't understand it. Everybody talks about a step back. It's mm -hmm. a walk. He's just left-handed, so it's awkward because we don't see it a lot from a left-handed player. But he is the best offensive player under the new rules. When they took the hand-checking away, and I've never seen a guy do this the way he does it on a consistent basis. And for some odd reason, these teams don't want to double-team him. You know, mm -hmm. for whatever reason that is, I don't think, I think 32, 32 games straight with 30 points would make you double team him. But they don't want to double team, he's going to continue at this pace. Yeah, you have to be so proud of how he's grown his game. His ability to be able to dribble the ball with both hands because he was just a jump shooter before. He's not the most athletic, but the durability to finish at the hoop, left and right handed, those are the things. He has grown his game into the player that we've seen. Following, Matt Barnes joins Joy Taylor and Brandon Newman to break down the Lakers' season thus far. All right, Matt Barnes, welcome back. Hey, thank you, Good thank you. Good to have you. you. Family. Good to be yeah, back, absolutely. Family. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. There's like guests, there's friends of the show, oh, and then there's that. family. Because then everybody's going to expect that type of introduction. <laughs> no, everybody doesn't get that introduction. <laughs> okay, okay. Not everybody, hey, everybody's not family. Uh, hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but thanks for joining us. It's thank been a little you. crazy here mm -hmm. in um, Los Angeles with the basketball lately. Mm -hmm. And everyone's talking about LeBron. So just start there. Uh, is everything LeBron's fault? No, not at all. Uh, it's definitely a team effort. But I, I think 
the overall chemistry and focus of the team is a lot on LeBron's shoulders, mm-hmm. a lot on Rich Paul's shoulders, a lot on Magic Johnson's shoulders. Rich you know. Paul? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that the whole trade deadline debacle of trying to force somebody's hand backfired. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you're trying to tell now LeBron is trying to tell every one of his single teammates, like, I believe in you. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. When just two weeks ago you were trying to throw everybody to the fire. You know, so I said it, it's important. Chemistry, you can never outweigh chemistry. Everything looks good on paper, but chemistry is king. And you can tell right now they don't have that. So we talked about that a lot, like the mental element of being in trade talks and then not being traded and what that like wave of emotion and then that was like basically two weeks almost three weeks of that for these guys and you know everyone talks about like it's part of the business which is very easy to say like lots of things are like part of the business like oh especially with celebrities just like it's part of the business like Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, it is, but that doesn't make it any less right. horrible to experience. Right. Like, Still it's not your experience. Afraid to answer right. your phone, afraid to look at your phone. Right. Like, am I going to be traded? Waking up to like, I mean, I I, I but lived you it. Lived it. So I what, lived so it. So what is that like emotionally? It's tough. Like? It's tough. I mean, it's hard to like you said. It's easier said than done to stay focused. Uh, you know, fortunately, I was able to stay focused and still play my game. But I was older when it happened. You know, I was late twenties, early thirties when I was happening. These guys are rookies in early, early 20s, you know, two, three years in the league. So it's a lot, you know, and especially, too, LeBron came here. This team is supposed to do X, Y, and Z. You're playing for the Lakers. It's supposed to be a new day. And then, you know, to their credit, I mean, fourth in the West before he gets hurt, uh, you know, they lose Lonzo, who's a huge underrated piece mm-hmm. to that team. Um, and then, like I said, the trade deadline, I think, really fractured that locker room. So it's going to be hard to get all those guys back on the same page in time to make the playoffs, but then at the end of the day, what are you really going to the playoffs for? To play the Warriors and extending your season for two more weeks? Because you know the Warriors are going to run them out of the building. Well, I think what they're going to the playoffs for, um, in my opinion, is you don't want to run into one of those um, things we like, he who shall not be named Jordan with the Wizards situation. I'm, and I'm not I'm not saying it's it's like that, but... So you're going to the playoffs for ego? Because no, at this no. point in time, that's the only way you can it's, go. Well, first of all, it's not good for the league if LeBron James is not in the playoffs. We can all agree on that. As, as much as like the East is going to be very exciting to watch and the West is definitely going to be interesting, yeah. LeBron is king of content. So LeBron not in the playoffs is going to be as much of a story as LeBron in the playoffs, but in a very, very negative way. Because yeah. here's the thing. LeBron is a polarizing player, and he spent all of his career up until this point in the Eastern Conference – and if the first time he gets to the West, the very first year he misses the playoffs, I don't know what to say. Okay. They don't say that at the end of his career. But if we're talking about very first variables, is this not the very first time that he was injured? Mm-hmm. Is not the very first time, obviously, going over to the West Coast? Like that's these are big factors that can go into history. Like critics, there's going to be an asterisk. Don't care about that. There's going to be asterisk on this season, be, regardless, right, though. Right. right, but we we went into the season thinking that there wasn't high expectations, and it's like everyone forgot it's LeBron James right. and the Lakers in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They play the way into fourth into into the West before he gets injured. Like yeah, like a, 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 expectations start to build as we see the potential of this team, and then when LeBron gets ripped from it and those guys fall apart, forget the trade rumors 
they weren't playing very well on offense while mm. LeBron was out. Mm. Uh, you know, I just think everyone thought magic. You know, magic's involved, mm. but just the cliche of magic. They thought that bringing LeBron to the Lakers, it being the Lakers, it, it was just going to happen overnight. And, you know, being a former athlete, nothing happens overnight. You know, the, the Warriors didn't happen overnight. You know, it was a long, painful process of, of them getting to their dominance and where they're at this year. I, I, I still, you know, like I gave him a, him and the team a pass this year. Like I said, the West is not <clears throat> the East. This team with LeBron healthy in the East is top five in the East, you know, and, and battling, you know, to make the second or third round in the East, I feel. But just the West is a whole other monster. So it, it's tough. But to me, not making the playoffs, okay, do you want to – so what is going to be a, a, a harsher criticism? You make the playoffs and get swept in four games or not making the playoffs? You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's a lose-lose at the end of the day. You know, it's going to be a long, hot summer form regardless. Well, that I agree with. But I still, I still think that – he has to at least make the playoffs for history's sake. Right. Like, if you look, it, it's going to be a mark on his legacy, especially even though I personally don't have a problem with it because I think that a lot of these projects were done and plans uh, in the off season, and they're done in his downtime, which you you have you have yeah. throughout the day right. time to do other things, and it is LeBron James, and most of it is just uh, okay. Yeah, I approve. Like I approve it. Right. Throw my name Listen on it. I trust you. Right. Um, right. It's not the best look for him right mm -hmm. now that he got to LA and he's doing. A lot, like way more than he's mm -hmm. ever done. That's that's yeah. pretty hard to to say no for. And then they're losing, and then he's criticizing right. his teammates for I not think, being focused. I, I think you hit the two points on the head. I think I don't. I love everything he's doing off the court. I think it's the fact that he's losing, but then he's pointing his finger, saying "focus, focus, focus," right. and then everyone's looking at, "Well, what are you really doing off the court? Are you mm -hmm. really focusing?" Right. You know. So I think at the end of the day, the only real critique you can give his game right now is he's just not giving that extra effort on defense. His offensive numbers are still what they've they've been: twenty-seven, nine, and nine; twenty-seven, nine, and eight, something like that. A triple double last night, but they still lose. So his offensive numbers are there. I just think it's the defense, and not like I said, we're not telling you to go out and guard the best player anymore. We know you don't have. You can't afford to do that for for the sake of your team, but you can. You know, normally they're trying to put him on the fourth or, or fourth or fifth option um, defensively. He's he's covering the fourth or fifth option defensively. So more, it's more we're just about being a team def defensive player and then making that extra effort in the rotations needed. And he's not really doing that right now. Finally, Chris Broussard sits with Skip and Shannon to discuss the latest issues with the Warriors. How vulnerable are the Warriors right now? they don't have their closer, they're in big trouble. Oh, if they don't have the best player on the planet, they're in bigger don't trouble. Don't do that, Skip. That's, that's my <clears throat> takeaway. Okay. I started watching this game because I couldn't quit watching this game because they were up, as Jenny said, 11 Oof. after three, yeah. and they lost the fourth quarter 33 to 15 because they didn't have Kevin Durant and they did have Steph Curry. And I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to come down harder. I'm going to double down on this. You remember, because we were both at ESPN, I loved Steph before that draft. And I was on the record, I would take him first over Blake Griffin. Hmm. And I think he's backed me up on that. But I'm going to be very objective, maybe harshly objective about Steph Curry. He does not have the clutch gene. You cannot trust Steph Curry in big fourth quarters, big moments, big games, big nights. Last night, he's got to win that game. And especially when you're up 11 and he shoots one for six in the fourth quarter. And I kept saying, he's going to, no, he's going to, no, he's not going to do this. And I have regularly seen him shrink. He's not, there's not much to shrink. He's about six, three, but he shrinks <laughs> under pressure of magnitude. And we saw it in microcosm over all-star weekend. Cause in the three point shootout, he should have won. He gets to the finals. It's, it's in his hometown. 
and he just shrank in the finals. And you could say he yeah. ran out Joe of gas. Was on fire. Okay, he was on fire. He did have 25. Though. Yeah, but, but he, he didn't. He wasn't that Steph. He wasn't that transcendent shooter in the finals. And then what happened in the game? I'm thinking this is Steph's game, right? They're they're gonna set him up to win this game and be the MVP back in his hometown. And he shoots six for 23 and four of 17 from three in the All-Star game. Now let's go to what really counted pre-Kevin Durant when they blew the 3-1 lead to your team. What happened in games four, I'm sorry, five, six, and seven? Steph didn't happen. Steph had a combined seven assists in those three games against 12 turnovers. And you know what happened in game seven in his house? He shot six for 19. He shot four of 14 from three. And in the fourth quarter, he went, just as he did last night, one for six and one for five from three and had the worst turnover of the night when he threw it behind his back into the seventh row. And it was a <laughs> crucial sort of turning point moment yeah. in that game. Well, I've, I've regularly seen Steph not live up to his two-time MVP regular season status in the biggest moments in playoffs. I think he does not have the clutch gene. Is he a transcendent shooter? Has he changed the way the game is played Absolutely. now? We sure he best has. Best shooter ever? Yeah. He's, the, he's best the best shooter, shooter ever. ever. Yes. I don't know if I want him taking that shot, though, because I don't see him make that shot. We've seen the moments he, he made okay, one in see, Oklahoma City Elker, yeah, on a yep. Saturday night, but not biggest moments, biggest stages, which is why Draymond went, according to you, crying into he the did. parking lot. He did. Craig Griffin oh. was know it. And who Craig did he call? Call Kevin Durant. Call Kevin Durant. Call Kevin. Call Kevin who you going to call, Shannon? Yeah. You're going to call Kevin Yeah, you Durant. remember that move? Who you going to call? Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, they call KD. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. First of all, and I, I, I'm, this is not going to be a whole Steph defense, mm -hmm. but I, I so much think people underestimate what he did in those 2015 finals. When Della Vadova guarded him the first, hmm. the last three games he averaged 28 points. For the series, he averaged 26, but almost 27. For the record, Iguodala won the MVP. Which to me was okay, ludicrous. Okay, you said that right? from the start. I mean, come on. But Iguodala was a role player. But they he, weren't even guarding him. Did he Mas not change was it? On him. What happened in game he four? He guarded LeBron. Game four. He guarded LeBron. Yep. But Mozgov was guarding him, sitting in the paint while Iguodala's on the three-point line. I'm just – Steph was the driving force. But I think he gets a bad rap for that series. I think he clearly should have been yeah. MVP. But getting back to the Warriors as a whole, you're right. They didn't have Durant last night. They are still the heavy favorite, I think. I would still be shocked if they didn't win the championship. Mm -hmm. But there are some issues there. Number one, Draymond Green is not what he used to be. He's not. Right? Well, he had a quiet game last night. He's shooting 25% from three, which you know people, that's the guy you leave open yep. against the Warriors so you can get double yep. the other guys. And that's the worst since he was like a rookie or mm -hmm. something. He's averaging seven points a game. That's the worst since he became a starter. He was a double-figure scorer all these championship years. Yep. Defensively, when he f first began starting, when they won the championship in yep. 95 in 15, he was a 96.8 defensive rating, which is great. Hmm. Next year, they win it again, or they lose to Cleveland, yeah, but he was great. 98.6 defensive rating when they won the 73 games. Then 100 defense rate. This year, it's all the way up to 105.7 for him personally. This is the, it's gotten progressively worse each year. His body's starting to break down, so he's not the def defensive dynamo he mm -hmm. used to be. And then I got to look at Boogie. And I hate to say this because I think Boogie Cousins, his attitude has been great. It has. He is fit in. He's <laughs> passing the ball. 
And the, the eye test, you look at it and you're like, Boogie is playing great. Like, he's moving the ball. He's a great passer. He's trying on defense. He's running the floor, all that. His numbers, 25 minutes a game or a little bit less, mm -hmm. 15 points, team high eight rebounds, yep. three assists. Like, it looks like it's great. Yep. But when you really delve into the numbers, the analytical numbers, mm -hmm. you see that Boogie on the court, they're actually way worse. Mm -hmm. Now, since Boogie joined the team and started playing again, not before he started playing, but since he started playing around Christmas mm -hmm. or whenever that was, their offensive rating with him off the court is 118, which is historic. Mm -hmm. That's two or three points better than the all-time best. Showtime Lakers, some mm -hmm. of the Warriors teams. With him on the court, it goes down to 108. Mm -hmm. And that's 21st in the league right now. Defensively, with him off the court, 105.7, that's top five in the league. With him on the court, it's 108, which would be around 11th in mm -hmm. the league. So their net rating with Boogie off the court is 12 points, 12 and a half points better than their opponent. With him on the court, it's 0 0.2. Mm. Now, this is just something that's hard. It's not talent. He's obviously greatly talented. Mm -hmm. But defensively... That's not his forte. No, and it gives them... Now the opponent has two people to go at. You used to only have to hide Steph, and we're going to target Steph, try to get him in pick and roll. Now I got Steph and Boogie mm -hmm. to and, target. And now we put both of them in the pick and roll. Right. So it just – and offensively, he's taking 11 shots a game, which he's only shooting 44%. Yep. So Durant, Clay, and Steph are all very efficient. Mm, yeah. That's mm. just so – look, I, again, I hate to put this on Boogie, and I'm not putting it all on him because Draymond hadn't been the same either, but the numbers – are yep. what they are. Yep. You know what? The thing is, as simple as this. They can't beat people with their C game anymore. Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show.